The only connection between that gospel and St. Lucy is that she was a young girl and a virgin when she met her martyrdom. So the gospel is in reference to the wise and the foolish women, Alma, that were at the wedding feast, which is a tradition in Semitic literature. The connection between that reading and the season is that last line, get ready for you don't know when the Lord is coming. And the whole season of Advent is getting ready for the Lord's coming. Not December 25th, but the Lord's coming at the end of time. And we renew that preparation every year, every Advent, to remind ourselves that we should always be ready for when the Lord comes. Always be ready as if he's going to come today or tomorrow, the hour we don't know. St. Lucy. From my Italian background, I've always had a devotion to Santa Lucia. She is a Sicilian woman, young girl, in 305, who met her martyrdom under the reign of the Emperor Diocletian. There are many, many, many stories around her martyrdom, and her life. Basically, she came from a wealthy family, so therefore she had a nice dowry that she could have used when she got married. And the things changed when her father died, and she didn't want to get married. She wanted to use her dowry to take care of the poor. Her mother didn't buy that. So she was espoused to a, a pagan. She was engaged to a pagan. And she refused to acquiesce to his advances, and she was then thrown into prison. They weren't free times. They were times of occupation, Roman occupation of all of the Roman Empire, and of course Sicily was part of Italy, and under occupation, under Diocletian. In prison, and the story goes on, there's various um, legends that go with that. In prison, they try to kill her. They put her into a fire. She refused to burn. They were going to pull her away and have her dragged through the town by carts of bulls. They couldn't move her. Finally, one of the soldiers stuck a knife, sword, into her throat, and that's how she died. Prior to her dying, the legend is that the man that she was going to marry, against her will, was in love with her eyes. And this is the story that came down to me from my grandmother, who is from the area in which Santa Lucia comes from. She's in Siracusa. My grandmother's family was in Catania and Palermo. It's a little island of Sicily, so everybody knows everybody. And what happened was the soldier who wanted to marry her said, I, I can't live without you. Your eyes are so beautiful. Your, your, your eyes, 
I dream of him every night, and I, I have to marry you. And Lucia said, no, no. There's two versions of what happened then. One, before she was martyred, her eyes were gouged out by the soldiers. The other virgin, version was, in order to stop being suited by this soldier, she took out her own eyes, put them on a plate, and sent them to him. Neither one is very attractive. But with that tradition, she became associated with people who suffer from any ailment of their eyes, including blindness. And many, many miracles were associated with her. Her body was buried, of course, in Syracuse. Then in the course of history, and this happens with a lot of the saints, elements of her body, maybe the bones, were taken to another church and to another country, to the point where in Scandinavia, Santa Lucia is highly, highly praised. And the girls in the Scandinavian countries on this day process around the streets wearing white, symbol of her virginity, with crowns of candles on their heads. The candles being her name, Lucia, light, in the darkness of winter, in the darkness of December. The, the legends and the, and the attributions to Santa Lucia are, are numerous, are numerous. Usually she is pictured with a plate bearing two eyes. Once she had given her eyes away, at death, her eyes came back, so she was buried whole. And the other attribution is a palm branch that she always holds, symbolizing her martyrdom. She usually has a little crown on, symbolizing the family's wealth. So here we have Santa Lucia, St. Lucy, an inspiration to, I want to say to young women, to live their lives fully with their eyes on the prize that they want to marry or on Jesus if they choose not to marry. She's a good symbol for us to someone who holds on to her faith and is not threatened even though she met martyrdom. She kept her faith. She kept her loyalty to Christ. She's also a very strong patron for the poor because she gave her dowry away to the poor, which made her suspect to the Romans and, of course, led to her imprisonment and subsequent martyrdom. Santa Lucia is also the patron of sailors and bread, my grandmother, when I was a kid, I would go to her house every day. She lived around the corner in Jersey City. Today, she would get a plate and she would put cotton on the plate. She would sprinkle wheat on it and water it and put it in a dark place. I can tell you exactly where she put it behind the couch in her bedroom. So it would grow. 
And then they did two things with the wheat. One, there's a food, it's a delicacy, it's very uh, popular in the Mediterranean, it's called kacha. It's made with the buds of wheat and honey and a few other spices into like a bread and it's eaten tonight. So in Sicily, I'm sure they're using that. And of course, in Turkey and other areas of the world in which he was very popular, they're using that. And there's a version of that that they eat in Scandinavia. She also is associated with the sea because there was a miracle in which Sicily was undergoing a, a drought and nothing was growing. And the sailors saw a ship coming in and the head of the ship was Santa Lucia. The ship came in and it was filled with bags of wheat where the people could take it, plant it, and grow it into bread. Numerous miracles associated with her. Legends and miracles. The legends we can't confirm, but the miracles we can. And today we celebrate and we wear red in her honor because she gave her life for what she believed. Christ.